Hi, it's Mitch from PickDogs.com, SportsChatPlace.com. Saturday, July the 9th, 2022. Of course, uh, it's our live show. We get, we're live seven days a week, 365 days a year. Going to be some interesting shows coming up. We haven't had a lot of shows recently where there's been no games at all, but um, we do have a few coming up for the All-Star break, and uh, it'll be fun to talk about some other things. I have, I have a few other video ideas I have in mind, too. I'm going to shoot out an email to these guys and see if they're going to join me. If not... You guys know I just go solo during uh, during those things. But I'm sure these guys will be into it. Do some NFL previews and figure maybe do it discussion style. Give these guys a chance to do some preparation on these. And, um, you know, just talk about the stuff that we really care about, not, you know, betting 2% of your bankroll or something stupid like that. Anyways, um, you know, I... I I kind of usually get use these first couple of minutes of the show to kind of go around the horn here and talk to everybody about what's going on. I'll go first today. And, you know, we were talking behind the scenes, Elon Musk, you know, dropping his bid for Twitter, not something we normally talk about on these shows. We always usually keep it to sports, but this one I think kind of does touch on sports betting. It's because all the scam artists and fake accounts. And that's beautiful that he has exposed Twitter for what it is. I hate Twitter. I'm on there. Betting badass is my Twitter. I don't tweet all that often. Um, we have a pick dogs Twitter. We have a sports chat Twitter. We do not concentrate or put one dime into it. Um, we get basically try and keep them active. Once in a while, I'll shoot a tweet. And in fact, this show is probably out on Twitter on one of the channels. I don't even know which one it's on. But it just shows you what a piece of garbage this company is supporting these trolls, frauds, fakes, scumbags, liars. Anyone could go in there, buy all these fake followers, look like they have this massive following. I see people in our industry, other sites, right, that have these giant followings, right, on, on Twitter. And then they po do these posts and have zero engagement, right? So it's like, if you have that many, you would think you would have at least a little bit of engagement, like one person commenting on this post, right? Or three likes or something. We're talking two likes on a post with like 100,000 plus followers on some of these accounts. Um, it's just a fake dog and pony show. Um, I do not understand how anyone thinks they could possibly make any money selling things to fake people and, and why they think that that's a viable business. And then of course, we always hear from the fit from the cappers out there. I don't get any recognition. I don't get any recognition because you won't show your face or show who you are. You don't deserve any. You are not accountable. And it's like, we're far from perfect. I'm not even close. I mean, I say things that I should never say. I say things that sometimes I wish I could take back. You know, I say some things, and if I truly am sorry, we'll say I'm sorry for. But one thing no one will ever say about me is that I am fake or there's anything fake about me or that I'm afraid of being transparent of who I am. I've used my real name, my real picture, my real everything online since day one. 14 years. I stick it out there. I've gotten phone calls, you know, from people that somehow get a hold of my phone number. They won't even say their phone number or whatever. It's like... You know, you, sh you should hear that. You should hear the crap that I get, you know, and it's like, I don't care. I'm not afraid of you. I'm not afraid of any of you, but I'll tell you what. Good luck on Twitter, boys. It's all over, but the crying you've been exposed. Ruflo. Anyway, speaking of being exposed, something we don't want to see, um, you know, who's been exposed recently. 
a lot of teams in baseball. Who do you think's heading into the All-Star break? We are past the halfway point of the season. Who's been exposed out there? I think in this series especially, and I know you know, kind of touched on it earlier, the Boston Red Sox. You're just seeing that you know this, this team does have some talent. You, know, you got some talented position players. But the lack of a starting rotation is really starting to do this team in. And uh, I, I hate to say it, but maybe the Toronto Blue Jays as well, you know, starting to see that this is a team that needs to bolster their starting rotation as well. Fix the issues in the bullpen. The talent, the upside that you have offensively can only get you so far before uh, you really got to execute on the mound. And uh, that's being an issue for both of those teams. Uh, so, uh, Brian... Philadelphia Phillies now third in the National League wild card. If the season ended, they're in. I've spent a lot of time bashing this team, but I got to give some credit where credit is due. They own the Cardinals, right? And that has really, really helped them. It has really helped them a lot, and it's really hurt the Cardinals. Um, What do you think? The Phillies, you think they make a move here again, um, trying to uh, get across the finish line? But supposedly they're all in this season, so I assume they're going to trade some of their prospects, which they don't have a lot of, but I I think they're going to make a move. I'm surprised they're doing this well without Bryce Harper's bat in the lineup. Uh, But uh, I know you're no Harper fan, but this Phillies team, I think they make it into the wild card. They just really need some pitching depth, and hopefully they pick it up at the trade line. So someone in our our comments seems to think that there is a Twitter person that uh, doesn't play games. Unless they're using a real name with a real picture... They're a joke. And, you know, it's like, then they're pathetic. We have zero respect for them, okay? And we'll continue to bash all Twitter handicappers. They don't deserve recognition. They're a bunch of cowards hiding behind fake names, fake profiles, and too lazy to build a property of their own, right? Trying to do it as cheaply and as easy and as quickly as possible, trying to make the quick exit with your money. Run, don't hide. Run, don't walk. Right, I've seen I've seen people hide on Twitter. Well, Rod, I was going to ask you. I was going to come back and ask you about about Twitter, Twitter handicappers, fake phonies, all that other stuff. Because I know of all of us here at um, Pick Dogs, you've been the, the most immersed in social media, Facebook, Twitter, of all of us. And we're none of us here. It's it's not saying like that you're an expert or <laughs> because none of us have really done anything with it, but I'm just saying that you have more, you're more familiar with a lot of these guys that are out there than, than we are, you know? You see them, they pop up. I, I seen NBA playoffs was uh, here's for an example. This guy went from like nothing to a uh, thousand, like thousands of followers because they have what they call these uh, retweet tra- trains. So they go from zero to five thousand subscribers in like nothing. And it's like this guy said, he goes, he goes, if the Boston Celtics win this game, guaranteed lock of the century, I'll give it. Uh, 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 if the, if the Celtics don't win this, it's the lock of the century. I'll pay everybody a hundred bucks that likes and retweets this. Well, holy man, that that thing went absolutely bananas, and the Celtics lost. <laughs> and, and and this guy disappeared. All of a sudden, the Twitter is his whole page. Just all of a sudden, boop. Yeah, Twitter hand. It's that easy. It's that it's that easy. I I I do believe that you know people say things that they don't that they that they regret people do things that they regret over time you can prove that you've that you that you've fixed these things that you've you know that this isn't the person you are today all those different things i'm all about that but when you're a phony baloney 
hiding behind this thing and acting like you're Hercules or something. You know, I got this joker, Ernesto Locks, who's got people spamming our groups. I mean, what a joke this guy is, you know? What a joke. It's like, if you spam other groups with my stuff, I'll give you my stuff for free. And you look at like the stuff he sends out, he never, ever loses. Never loses a game, you know? It's like, right. it's like no chance. Little green check marks, right? You just put them little green check marks beside everything, saying yeah. you're the big winner, and you're like, look, I went eight and two today, every day. It's like, what? Twitter, Twitter to me, you know, says, Twitter is like, Twitter to me says, uh, you know, you're lazy, you know? You're, you're lazy and you don't get it, you know? And it's like, you're, you're, you're refused to be accountable, you know? It's just, that's really what it all is. And those people that send money to those people or follow those people and believe in those people, well, you get what you get. Speaking of getting what you get, Al Nino's wearing the Led Zeppelin shirt today. Maybe trying to suck up a little bit here. He knows I've got the same shirt. Love that one. Um, this is like the greatest shirt in rock and roll, man. It is the greatest. I saw someone at the poker room walk in with the same shirt uh, last night. Yeah, I have two of them. I got two. Yeah. <laughs> and actually an old one that's all ripped up from high school. But yeah, that, that one I think I can't actually find anymore. So I don't know what happened to that one. I thought I was going to say he bet the guy on the poker table for his shirt and took it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways. I wanted to bet... I wanted to bet uh, Ron, his uh, pig dog's hat when I saw him at the Hard Rock the other day. Well, we can get you a pig dog's hat. No problem. All you got to do is... Uh, I think what happened is the guy that sends the stuff out had a problem with your email. Did you get the email from him? Because I mean, we're, yeah, we're doing our own customer service here on the air. But that he sent an email to you and me saying that, he, that yeah. something happened with the communication. Yeah, I think he was uh, double-checking my, my address or something, my... Uh, yeah, physical address. Not so we, we'll get you a pig dog's hat, no problem. Yeah. Anyways, um, thanks, Mitch. Clayton Kershaw making making his way back to the hill today. Battle lefties in L.A. and you know the Dodgers not playing their best baseball, but man, seven games in the loss column separating them and the Padres. Got to feel pretty good about things. Yeah, well, uh, Dodgers have been playing pretty well lately, and uh, Padres falling off a little bit, but uh, still got to be careful. You know, they're a good team, and uh, Tatis is supposed to be coming back, isn't he? I haven't really followed uh, lately, but I did check up a week ago or so, and he was supposed to be coming back. So uh, it'll be tougher once he gets back, but, uh, but yeah, it's nice to have a few games um, of insurance. But, uh, yeah, I'm not too worried about the Dodgers' uh, position or making the playoffs or anything like that. I'm more worried about what they do once they get to the playoffs. So that's what's, uh, what I'm more concerned with. Groovy Caps putting his record in the uh, chat here, 24-9, which is all fine and well, but you got to tell us what the odds were on those nine because you could easily be 24-9 and negative money in baseball. Re- overall record in baseball means nothing, only units. That's for sure, man. You could be 24-9 and be down a lot of money in baseball. Anyway, speaking of baseball, Jovan, how's it going? It's going well. You're a Twitterer yeah. or you're not a Twitterer? It's like I don't think you're not as social no. as the rest of us. Nah, so I um, I just created an account maybe a month ago. A real account or a fake name? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't do the fake. Bovan Jert. <laughs> you think anyone will recognize nah. it's me? 
Nah, it's uh, my I, what? What is my handle? Get Money Jovi. <laughs> so, but yeah, but um, but yeah, I don't. Twitter just seems for me, it seems like a weird place, you know. So, in general, it's like I don't know. It's kind of like the Wild West. To tell you the truth, anything goes. You know what I mean? Well, in all aspects. when you have an environment where no, where where. N- only certain accounts are actually verified, right? So in order to have a, a Twitter account, and here's the solution, right? And it's a very, very easy solution because we see it with um, Cash App and we see it with all these other places that are that are fairly large operations, right? And they kind of happen pretty quickly is you have to send in information to verify your identity to have that account, you know? And this way you are accountable, um, for, for who you are. And I'm not saying every account out there is fake. Every handicapper is fake. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying, if you're not fake, well, then get off your ass and build a website or do something, have your own platform. Cause when they pull the plug on that Twitter, um, you're going to have nothing. And, um, because trust me, your bank's going to, I can say, not going to, not going to grant you a loan or whatever you, you need to start your business. When you say, well, I used to have 45,000 Twitter followers, you know, trust me. You know, American Express isn't going to care um, about that, you know, but I think that, you know, I, I just I don't understand it, um, you know, so I'll criticize it. And that's really what the way that it's going to work. <laughs> you know, It's like I don't understand because it doesn't make any sense. Right. With with, with, with Twitter as well. It's also um, it's like anything. You don't always get we got 125 people watching and we only got 25 thumbs up. Not everybody hits the thumbs up. What they do is Twitter has, you can see there's analytics behind Twitter of people that actually follow your stuff that don't hit the like button, don't hit the share button, don't hit the retweet button. And there's actually a button on there on your tweets. You can go have a look. It'll tell you, it'll give you the analytics of how many people are actually following you. But when you look <laughs> at, so, always verify. but what does that mean? What does it mean? You know, that they followed it, that they, does it mean it showed up in their feed and they scroll past it? What's the, how much, I think it, like on, on Facebook. It actually gives you like, it'll, it'll actually give you someone's impression. So that means it asks someone, if someone takes so much time, it'll go, it'll come over here and say, hey, someone actually read this. Like someone actually read the No, because like on Facebook, on Facebook, when it says a view on Facebook, that's three seconds that it stood on their page. Okay, so then so in tw- on Twitter, we, we could find we could find out what this number is. I I happen to be part of like this big social media community, not because I'm social, not because people want me in the community. I guess they, I guess these people do. I don't know. Maybe they're not as smart as the the Twitter fake candy cappers, but um, I could find out exactly how long it has to be and exactly how that works. And we'll get those numbers and we'll find out exactly how that all works. But I do believe that Elon Musk. I, I don't believe he ever actually really wanted to buy Twitter. I just think he really wanted to expose them. And as we see by their stock price and as their employees are being terminated, um, the massive layoffs that are that will be hitting Twitter, um, you know, to, to follow. Maybe the whole thing, you know. It, I don't think I don't think we're. I'm never about eliminating information or not giving people chances or any of those things. I'm not against any of those things. I'm a hundred percent though in belief that there has to be accountability. And I know on Twitter, if you call someone a, 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 a jerk or whatever, you know, words, you know, stronger words than that, that's against policy. But if someone threatens to kill you, that's okay. You know, or calls you out or spreads fake stuff or defames your character, or any of those things. That's all of that is okay. You know, you call someone a bitch, you're out of there. It's like, it doesn't make any sense at all. 
anyways, get to talk to some sports finally. I'm I'm but I'm just excited about it because you guys know I hate Twitter. I think it's a joke. You know, it is a joke. And that's why you don't see us put much into it at all. Anyways, Brian, sorry for bad mouthing your Twitter account. I know you love tweets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, you know, I, like I think Twitter. the initial no, no, concept, no, I, I think, second, I, don't like Twitter, I think but. the overall concept is really good. You know, on that, on that side, I think the concept of Twitter is really good. I think the lack of accountability and the ease of opening accounts, same thing with, with YouTube accounts, same thing, you know, but see, YouTube will let you open accounts is the way that YouTube does it is they let you open accounts. You can open up as many as you want, you know, and you can use as many different fake names as you want. But when it comes to being monetized, when it comes to being able to do certain, have certain functionality in it to become a YouTube whatever, well, then <laughs> all bets are off because they have a very strict policy. And trust me, I'm not, you know, I have, I have a phone number to call them, you know, because anyways, let's get to it. We got the White Sox. I hate their guts against the Detroit Tigers. I hate your guts, White Why Sox. Why are you going to fire LaRusso? Jesus. I, believe me, I, I'm going to fire myself as a White Sox fan. We've got the Cardinals against the Phillies, and we've got the Texas Rangers, Martin Perez with the A-team here against the Devin Smeltzer-led Twinkies. Chris Ruffalo, what do you think? Oh, my, my favorite free play out of these three. I like the under uh, eight and a half between the White Sox and Tigers. You know, I, th- I think Johnny Cueto delivers a solid outing here, but the White Sox may have some issues with uh, with Garrett Hill, who delivered a strong six innings in his debut. I think this is just going to be a bit of a pitcher's duel. I think it's first to three wins. So uh, give me the under eight and a half, Tigers-White Sox. Brian, we go to you. Uh, I like a lot of games in the in this segment here, but I'm going to agree a lot with Chris. I, I see this White Sox-Tigers game as a 3-2 type of game. I think both these pitchers are going to go six, but I think it's a one-run game here. The White Sox, one of the worst teams on the run line at home, 12-30. and 30. Tigers on the road, 22-15 and 15 on the run line. I just think the Tigers keep it within one, uh, and I'm going to take that plus one and a half. Rod's wacky. Yeah, go the other way. Johnny Cueto at home has been awful uh, this season. He's got a 4.97 uh, ERA and a 5.03 FIP. He's been awful at home this season. Uh, I think he gives up five, six runs himself. Um, so I'm going to take the over. That's first the- ballot Hall of Famer Johnny Cueto to you. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he's, just, he's been awful at home. And the Tigers, 5-0-1 in their last six through game three of a series. And you look at uh, the White Sox, same thing. They're uh, 9-2-1 to that over in uh Game three of a series. I think we get runs in this one. Uh, not to get over the total. Give me the over White Sox and uh, Detroit. And the other one I like, give me Texas. Uh, yes, runs in the first inning. Your feet down on a nice streak. They've got seven straight versus the AL Central uh, runs in the first inning. So I think we get a run first inning, Texas. Al Ninos. Yeah, I was uh, disappointed by the Twins uh, last night. Uh, probably a tougher pitching matchup today, but I still think they have the better lineup. Uh, of course, talked about uh, Corey Seager last week and uh, came back to bite me yesterday. But, uh, but again, I still think uh, Minnesota has the better lineup here. And uh, Smelter hasn't been too bad, so I think he, uh, he uh, definitely keeps him in this game and uh, limits Texas offense and... Uh, and the Twins get the job done here. So I'll take uh, my shot with the Twins and a little plus money. Jovan. 
Yeah, I'm on I'm on the Tigers. I'm just going to ride this winning streak, currently on a six-game winning streak, playing a Chicago team who's lost four out of their last five games. You know, pitching matchup, uh, you know, Johnny Cueto, he has the pedigree, he has the experience, but I'm, I just think that, you know, in situations like this when you have a, you know, a poor team who's playing some of the best baseball, you know, of the season, got to take a look on them, especially with um, that plus money the way it is. So I'm on the Tigers in this one. All right. I really hate the White Sox right now. I, I just hate their guts. I, I just don't understand how they're eight games under 500 at home, you know, and losing to the Tigers last night in the game. That, I mean, they're dominated early, dominated. And then once the Tigers started hitting, it was just like they had no answers whatsoever. It was just pathetic to watch. Hate them. Those games you can't lose at home if you're the White Sox. You no, can't you, lose them. you can't afford to lose those games at home. And it's like they're lucky they're still in the race. But it's like if that's what's gonna, if that's what's keeping Larusa as manager, then maybe they're not so lucky. They are 82 games into the season, so they are more than halfway home at this point. So it's time to start winning these home games. You gotta win them. Um, you know, hate them. And hey, Phil- maybe it's a team like maybe it's a team like this that needs a Joe Madden. <laughs> didn't help us any anyways <laughs> that's for damn sure maybe it'll help them it's like it's like it did not help us <laughs> anyways got We've got the A's taking on the Astros and the Reds taking on the Rays. Chris Rufalo, what do you got to say? That was good. Uh, To go with the over nine and a half uh, Rays and Reds, Hunter Green just continues to struggle, especially with the long ball. He's given up 21 home runs this season. Now, the Rays, not necessarily a power hitting team, but I think that there's enough here off of Hunter Green in that band box, a great American ballpark to, uh, to, to get us over with it, especially with the Rays and the Reds. Well, we, they can get to Drew Rasmussen, who hasn't been sharp on the road this season. I think that one finishes around 11 runs, if not more. So give me the over Rays and Reds. Brian? Yeah, I'm, I'm just uh, can't get over these Baltimore Orioles. They're actually only, I think, about four games behind the Blue Jays for the final wild card spot. It wouldn't shock me if they ended up the season maybe sneaking in there. Uh, but as far as this lineup of games go, I like Baltimore here. Dean Kramer has really good stuff. Uh, 2-4-8 ERA and uh, Baltimore just coming back at last night, showing their heart. I think they do it again today. You don't even have to play any juice to play them, so I'm on the Orioles. Rod? Yeah, for me, after good, I'm in the Orioles here. Um, rolling right along, came out on the drive-thru, thought they were dead, came back at the bottom of the ninth, and uh, walked it off and got a nice win there. Keep their streak going. So they won six straight. Let's make it seven. We'll take the Orioles here uh, on the money line over the Angels. like that one. Uh, even with Truck coming back, Truck came back and uh, got the Angels up three, and uh, they blew it again in the bullpen. Normal for uh, the Angels. Uh, I have to agree with Chris. Give me the over uh, in the Rays and Reds. We only seen three runs yesterday. I think we see a whole pile. It opened at nine. It's up to nine and a half. It's up to nine and a half for a reason. I think we easily get to double digits in that one. Give me the over, raise, reds. And I'm going to take the under in the Astros in Oakland. 
uh, Framber Valdez, 4-0 to the under uh, his last four starts versus uh, the AL West. So uh, I think we got a nice pitcher's duel on our hand in this one. Give me the under uh, eight and a half, Houston, Oakland. And that money's been pretty, uh, that's, that bet's been pretty solid all season. No, no reason to get off that here. Give me the under, Houston, Oakland. Al Ninos, I think the odds makers um, had you in mind when they did this uh, A's uh, Astros. They're like, well, they got the weekend show. Nice Al Ninos one. is going to be on. You know, <laughs> got to give them something to talk about here. We, uh, what do you like in this enough, spot? Somebody, somebody else I was playing poker with finally made uh, his first MLB bet of the season uh, going against the A's. And uh, so he's 1-0 now. I told him I'd put in the good word for him. So, so congrats to him. And uh but, yeah, it's very, very pricey here uh, today. I mean, uh, obviously they had a better price against Blackburn yesterday, but, uh, but yeah, Valdez versus uh, Zach Logue here, uh, I don't know. It's, it's getting pricey. I guess you could take a minus two and a half. They should blow them out, but uh, but I'd rather look at the uh, the Rays here to get their payback against Hunter Green. Uh, again, uh, just disappointing uh, showing from their offense last night, but... Uh, I think they get going against Green tonight, so I'll take the Rays uh, minus one here. Jovan? Yeah, so I'm on um, I'm on Tampa Bay. You know, Hunter Green, the experience, the Hunter Green experience, trial by fire, however you want to call it. He's been getting burnt all you know all season, especially his last five games. They um, the Cincinnati Reds have lost his last five starts. He has a 9.42 ERA in his last three starts, 0-3. And, and, yeah, I think, um, you know, going up against Drew Rasmussen with his 2.81 ERA in, in his last three, I think it's going to be, you know, a lot to a little. I think he gives up a couple home runs, um, Green does. And I think um, Tampa Bay rolls. I think Tampa Bay bounces back also. I was surprised that they just were not able to do anything at all. But we've seen the Rays um, lose game one of a series over and over again this season and then bounce back the next two. And normally after losing that first game, tons of value on them as well. So I like the Rays in this one also. We go to our next set. Well, actually, you know what? Chris, what are you selling today? <laughs> For me, I got my uh, $15 pickoff play. Orioles got us all the way last night, but uh, tonight or so today, bounce back with my $15 play, and that $15 play also part of my Saturday Slam five pack, my five best bets on the board. Don't do five packs often, but I love today's card. Got that for 50 bucks over Pick Dogs Premium, and use that code July 14th or July 14th, excuse me, for 14% off. I thought Ruflo was going to show us his six pack. A couple short of a 16. He's got a 16 pack. A couple short of a keg. Brian, what do you got today? Uh, for me, uh, off a very rare three and zero Friday, which almost never happens. Uh, Eighteen and eight runs sixty nine percent. You can get three days for just sixty nine dollars. Or my top play today, my titanium play, just fifteen dollars at PickDogs.com. Rod. And for me, bounce back day. Needed a tough day for me on a Friday. Uh, usually one of my better days. So. Uh... Not so good. So we'll bounce back today. Got my $15 bookie buster over at uh, Pink Dogs Premium. You can scoop that up. Or that's part of my uh, three-pack, my Satisfaction Saturday Triple. Uh, you can scoop that up. That's included. My bookie buster is included in the Satisfaction Saturday Triple. Three plays I absolutely love. Jump on over. Scoop them up. Let's have a big Saturday. El Ninos. 
Yeah, I got my uh, $15 best bet, which has been the one thing that's been going well. My, my other plays haven't been too good, unfortunately. Uh, but that one's been coming in, and I do have a three-pack. Uh, looking to turn things around there in the MLB. And, of course, an extra bet for everyone on the long-term passes. Jovan? Yeah, I have three plays um, you know, um, today for my Saturday shootout series. Uh, led by the Laser Show. Know, which has been hitting so you know continue to try to um you know keep winning with with that um went two on one yesterday but my feature play didn't um didn't get there so you know hopefully um today the feature play does which is the laser show you know, which would wasn't my feature play um yesterday it should have been so got my uh, $15 big play. I'm still putting in a couple of plays, trying to squeeze them in here before 11 o'clock, normally our cutoff time for getting picks in. So I'm kind of using the... Uh, Saturday it's 9, Mitch. You're past the deadline. I'm past the deadline. I just had a lot going on today, so uh, trying to put it together. But, um, yeah, I tell you, I've been overwhelmed with everything as we, you know, get... as. I prepare everything for football season and, you know, just the day-to-day operations. Things just getting bigger and bigger every day over here. So uh, trying to get my arms around it. Obviously, um, you know, I'm not a great manager. <laughs> you know, it's not my thing, you know. I just, I think coming on the air and acting like an idiot, I think is uh, is more my, more my, more my, my thing. But, um, you know, I work at the other part and try and, keep it all together and uh you know sometimes juggling those pieces around just not always the easiest thing to do not making excuses just telling you guys exactly what's going on always transparent and of course no questions ever off limits here um you know so if you guys ever have any questions let me know just fire them away in the thing of course um if they're pick questions then you need to be a uh, premium member or higher um, for us to go over those, but if they're just regular generic questions about what are you guys doing for football season or, you know, anything like that, throw them out there. I, you guys know me. I'm an open book. I don't care. I don't hide behind, oh, well, I, I can't say. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, I can say. I do say. Anyways, you got the, uh, sometimes I say too much. Got the um, Diamondbacks against the Rockies. Oof. Got the Royals against the Guardians and then Brandon Woodruff back for the Brewers against the Pirates. The Brewers, I tell you, not playing great baseball, but still because the Cardinals are playing so bad, still being able to put some distance between them and, and the Cards. Ruffalo, what are you thinking about these three? Um, these three. I think the one that I like the best out of these three is the Pirates plus one and a half. It's like I said, the, the the Brewers aren't necessarily playing their best, but you know, like you said, it's it's and they are. It's still effective, and I think the Pittsburgh Pirates with Zach Thompson here are going to be able to battle the uh, the Brewers hard here. I I know it uh, was sort of bailed out on the run line yesterday in the ninth inning, but uh, I think this is just a pitcher's zone. I think it's a one run game all day. I think it's three two, whichever way you have it going. So give me Pittsburgh plus one and a half in this one. Brian? Yeah, for me in this grouping, I'm going to agree here with Ruflo. The run line on the Milwaukee Brewers is only minus 120, and the regular line is at minus 285. I just think this is going to be a one-run game. The Pirates, uh, just one of my teams, not as good as the, the Orioles, of course, but uh, Zach Thompson, I remember him finally from his Marlins days. I think he'll give the Pirates four or five innings, give up two or three runs. I think they can stay in it. 
Rod? And for me in that one, I like the over. I think we see some runs uh, between the Brewers and the Pirates. You look uh, Thompson, 4-0 to the over his last four road starts. And the uh, Brewers, 4-0 to the over uh, the last four on Saturday. 4-0 to the over their last four in game two of a series. So uh, we didn't get over yesterday. I think we get over today. Maybe over Pirates, Brewers. I think we get enough runs to uh, get over the seven and a half. And we get eight, nine runs in that one. Give me the over. Al Ninos. Yeah, this is probably one that will be on the uh, the parlay at the end of the show, but uh, I like the Guardians a lot in this uh, this slot. Uh, I think McKenzie's been pretty good, and uh, so definitely got the edge on the mound there, and I still <clears throat> I think they got the better lineup also, so uh, decent price here on the Guardians. I'll take them on the money line. Jovan? Yeah, I'm on the Colorado-Arizona over. You know, Colorado, they they smack lefties around pretty good, um, basically for the whole season. And, you know, I expect Cal Friedland to give up his fair share of runs against his Diamondbacks on batting order. So, you know, I, at the end of the day, I think this hits double-digit totals. I mean, double-digit run totals, so <clears throat> over, over the nine. I think when you have, you know, Heasley and McKenzie, um, you know, you got certain problems there in Kansas City. I think the thing also, Arizona and Colorado, Colorado doesn't win on the road much, but when they do, they seem to string it together in bunches, and they're kind of doing that now, and the Diamondbacks kind of showing that they don't really have the bats to get involved in these type of games where, it be, where it's coming right down to the end of the game. They don't have, you know, you need to have um, – the guys that can kind of come through in the crunch, you know, and the, and the Diamondbacks just missing that element. And, uh, of course, Mark Melanson still with the varsity, not helping matters either. We go to our next uh, set of games. We got the Braves against the Nationals, the Mets against the Marlins, and the Yankees and the Red Sox. Chris Ruffalo, what do you think? I'm going to go with the uh, the New York Yankees here. We alluded to it earlier, just how, you know, Boston – you know, the starting rotation, you, know, you can have all the talent you want, but the starting rotation's got to be able to play their part. And Cutter Crawford, not a guy I'm anticipating holding down this Yankee offense. Jordan Montgomery, for me, has always been a guy that's been either wildly overpriced around minus 250 or maybe given some value, but maybe around minus 155, minus 160 is the right price. I, I think the Yankees get another win over the Red Sox here, so give me the Yankees. Brian? Yeah, I've been I've been hurt by the Boston Red Sox in this series. I think I got the cover with the plus one and a half the day before, but last night was at L. I think today I'm going to take the Boston Red Sox, even with Cutter Crawford on the mound. I think when it, he exits the game along with Jordan Montgomery around the fifth or sixth inning, I think this game's going to be tied. And uh, how embarrassing would it be for the Red Sox to? Uh, I don't. Uh, sooner or later, I, I'm just expecting Boston to step up here. Uh, and not get embarrassed at home. So I'm going to take the plus one and a half. It's only minus 110. I think it's a bargain. Rod? And for me in these ones, uh, I'm going to take the over in the Yankees and, and the Red Sox. We've seen both the first two games of this series go uh, over the total. It opened to nine and a half. It's down to nine. I think we're going to have a pitcher's doing our head in this one today. Um, I'm going to take the over. Give me the over nine. Is where I see it now. We got a nice plus price. I think we easily uh, get over uh, double digits again in this one. 
Cutter Crawford's just is hit or miss. He's either pitching good or he's pitching bad. So Montgomery, he'll give up a few as well. So maybe over nine in that one. And I like the under uh, in the Braves and the Nationals. Kyle Wright's been uh, pitching pretty good at home, six and two on the season with a three ERA. His last three has been pitching even better, two and zero oh with uh, even a little less than the three ERA. Um, so I'm going to take the under nine and a half Braves Nationals in that one. Aninos? Yeah, uh, Mets. Uh, again, I think it's another uh, bounce-back spot here. Uh, <laughs> team uh, coming off of... Well, I wouldn't say too disappointing. Uh, uh, they had a tough uh, pitching matchup yesterday, but uh, again, Carlos Carrasco, not an ace by any means, but uh, I think they could get to Braxton Garrett uh, here a little bit, so uh, I'll take the Mets minus one. thought I heard a dog. <laughs> Dogs are barking, Al. <laughs> yeah, that hasn't been a good sign when taking favorites on the show when we hear a dog bark. That's that's that's. Well, when you look, the Mets are uh, 22 and they're bounced back after a loss. They're to to win the next time 22 times. So it's quite the streak going there for the Mets. Yeah, they've been having a good season. The Nationals in the Atlanta game. That's on this song segment, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with the over in this one. Um, just the fact that Corbin Burns is on the mound. Even though he has pitched well late, um, lately, I think um, that changes today. And Kyle Wright, he hasn't really been looking on too hard. So I think this should go over the nine and a half. Sorry about that. Someone was at the door. Anyways, thanks guys for filling in for me there. Um, yeah. I didn't even know you're gone. Yeah, someone was at the door. It's like the girl guy. And it's like it was one of those things. I'm like, come back in you know 20 minutes, 25 minutes, and they keep going. You know, it's like I gotta go. <laughs> you know, it's like. <laughs> Anyways, I it's I don't. Terrible when you got somebody pitching you a sales pitch, they just you just you gotta just shut the door on them. It's not even a sales pitch. You know, it's like. It's ridiculous. Anyways, um, I like the uh, I like the Yankees big in this one. I'd say late three and a half or whatever. The Red Sox are done. Um, they needed to win those first two games of this series. They needed to win all of the games of the series. They needed a sweep. And what they did is they just showed um, what they're doing is just showing that they don't have what it takes to compete. And um, that lack of a pitching staff. Um, starting pitching and not having frontline starters, a one, a two, or a three, um, is just being magnified with every single pitch of this series. Um, you can't give up grand slams to Donaldson um, when you have two outs and you're out getting out of the inning. You can't do that. You know, um, you're better off walking him. If you're afraid of, you know, whatever. You're way better off walking a guy like that than letting him take you deep the center field of all places in Fenway Park. It's like it wasn't a cheap little grand slam or anything like that. It was a blast. And I think the Red Sox are done. I think that hit says we're done. And it's just a matter of where they finish, if they're even in the wild card at all, because as Brian was saying, the Orioles are coming on strong. Um, I haven't taken the Yankees all season. and Everyone knows that I don't think there's ever any value there. Oh, there's a ton of value there today. Just the Red Sox are done. They're done, done. Hey, 
I'll say this about the Red Sox, and this was a fear that um, people were having coming into the series, was that this was going to be an epic <laughs> shellacking, you know, by the by the Yankees. That was the fear, and it's coming to fruition. It's halfway there. Now, the Red Sox, they can salvage these two games, but it doesn't look likely with this pitcher matchup or the, um, you know, whoever the pitcher matchup is tomorrow. And I'm not going to say they're done because they do have Chris Sale coming back, Eovaldi coming back, and even um, <laughs> James Paxson. But, you know, with that said, it's not looking good for the Red Sox right now at this moment. Yeah, I, I just I, – I, I think there's certain times where you just say, um, you know, they're done. And I think this is it. I, I'm not a Jordan Montgomery guy. I don't think it has anything to do with Jordan Montgomery or the pitchers or anything like that. It's the Red Sox' inability to find a, a starting pitcher. And this is a team that is not afraid to throw together a $180 million a year roster in, in the past either. You know? They can make a move by the All-Star break. It isn't going to help. There's no move that they can make that can help. Chris Sale is coming back. Not going to help. You're done. I like Brian Bellow. I like done. Young, like some of their young arms. Done. Pivet is not terrible. Terrible. Done. Yeah. You, you're going to put Pivet up against Stanton, Judge, and, and these guys? No chance. Thomas, you have no chance. The Orioles. Down you, the we'll find out tomorrow night. Pivet is pitching tomorrow. You're going to see. They have no chance against against this lineup. This is the team that you're going to have to beat. It's them or the Astros or the teams you have to beat. Because it's in baseball, winning is great and all that stuff, but in professional sports, you're playing to win it all. You know, and it's like, you're not going to beat the Yankees. You're not going to beat the Astros. You're not going to beat either of those teams. You can add five players of your choice to your roster you still aren't going to beat those teams unless you're taking Verlander from the from the Astros. That's your only chance. And maybe if you take Verlander and Altuve from the Astros, if you have your choice of five players, you know, maybe maybe that's your chance. But they are not going to beat either of those teams. They cannot beat either of those teams in a seven-game series. No chance. Zero chance. Chance never even entered the room. That game against Cole, that was the one. That was the one they should have set the tone. Instead, they gave up the grand slam. They had a chance at the end. Couldn't get it done then either. No. That's not the first time we disagree. Cutter Crawford to the rescue. I think they bounced back today. They can't be embarrassed at all like this. Cutter Crawford to the rescue. Yes, they can. Oh, yeah, they can. (laughs) You've seen it. Sealed and delivered. Remember when the Yankees played the Red Sox in London? <laughs> those games that were like... <laughs> Total was 16 and a half. Yeah, those were funny. <laughs> Let's play games well, at Wembley Stadium. It's like, first, yeah. Uh, the first one they had it too low, and then the bookmaker was like, yeah, okay, ooh, we got to move this way up. <laughs> it's like, like 12 and a half or something, and it finished at like 26. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Should have given them tennis rackets and tennis balls with them those games. <laughs> got, got the Padres and the Giants, the Mariners and the Blue Jays, the Dodgers and the Cubs. The Dodgers, I got to say, um, as good of a job as the Yankees are doing, I got to say, I got to give credit to the Dodgers here. Um, seven games ahead of the Padres in the loss column, you know, Just putting them away and without anybody. No Bueller, no Bauer, no nothing, you know. 
He still went and Mook the Betts was out. It didn't matter. They lost Seeger. It didn't matter. They lost, you know, it's like they're doing something right there or they're really drawing an easy schedule, you know. But uh, Clayton Kershaw going today, minus 260. Against. That's in your wheelhouse. Uh, maybe I'll lay the minus one. Chris Ruffalo, what do you think? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with that under seven and a half. Blue Jays, Mariners, you know, Toronto. They, they need, you know, a, a, a positive performance after being really dismantled in the first couple games of the series. And, you know, I think Alec Manoa been the team stopper this year. He didn't have a great outing in Oakland, but I think he, he gets a, a one to bounce back today because he has to match zeros with Robbie Ray, who's been really good. In his last few starts, finding his Cy Young form from last season. I think this is a 3-2 game, whichever way it ends up going. So give me the under 7.5. Brian? Yeah, this is my least favorite set uh, of the of the board today. The, the the bottom half as far as free picks go. I'm gonna take the Cubs at plus one and a half. They're 23 and 17 on the run line, and Kershaw at minus two, 255 just seems seems like a super super high price. Stroman did get blown up in his rehab start, but uh, I think he shows up today against the Dodgers. Rod, we all know Brian won't take Kershaw at anything less than minus 315. What do you like in this spot? <laughs> right? And see, and I'm using the guy that fades Strowman, but he looks Strowman, his his numbers on the season, he pitches uh, awful at home. Uh, and on the road, he's been uh, pitching pretty well. Um, so I, I know his first start back was a rehab, and he got blown up, but you look after, he gets blown up. Um, these are the games that he comes in, and he, he has a little bee in his bonnet, and he wants to pitch really well and get noticed, and that's what makes him his money. He has those really good games that people remember him for, and this is one of those ones. So with Brian, give me the uh, Cubs plus the run and a half. I think this is a one-run game all day. I also like the under. I think uh, Stroman comes in, pitches solid. And so we know what Kershaw's going to do, so I, I like the under in that one. And the other one, I agree with Chris, giving the under uh, in Toronto and Seattle. Um, Manoa's pitching lights out all season. And Robbie Ray's definitely, uh, he started off the year awful. When, uh, but his last few starts, he's turning around and looking like he did last year. And then to face his old team, well, you can give him more motivation here. Um, I, I like the Mariners as well. Mariners under in like a 3-2 game in that one. And then the Padres, I'll take the Padres to beat the Giants. Padres 21-7 and their last 28 when their opponent allows five or plus runs in the previous game. And the Giants 1-9 in the last 10 versus a right-hand starter. Giants doing in a nosedive tailspin 2-8 and their last 10. Uh, Padres starting to turn it on. Give me the Padres for the Giants in that one. El Nino's Uh, yeah, Blue Jays, uh, Mariners should be a great, uh, interesting matchup. A couple, a couple of the interesting pitching matchups in this slot, actually. But uh, looking at this one, uh, as Rod said, Robbie Ray going up against his old team, he should be, uh, he should be putting up uh, a good game. But again, he's going up against a good lineup here in uh, Manoa. As good as the Mariners have been, uh, Manoa coming off a rough start against the A's, but I still think this is a lineup he can handle. So I think he bounces back, and I like the Blue Jays to bounce back. I'll take the Blue Jays on one line and uh, slightly into the under as well. Jovan? Yeah, I'm going to take the Dodgers. I'm going to take them on minus two and a half. You know, one of the things that the Dodgers don't do is give uh, Kershaw run support, but I think in this one, I think it sets up for them to, you know, 
have like a 6-2 game where they give Kershaw all the run support that he needs. Showman, you know, coming back off the I.L., I, I don't see him having a good start. So, um, yeah, I think that the Dodgers win and win big. Not, not big Stroman guy either, and I'll tell you, Toronto Blue Jays, the wheels are off the cart there in Toronto too, three and seven on the season. It's kind of them and the Phillies have kind of trade, traded places, and the Blue Jays, another team that have some serious decisions to make because they did go out and spend the money trying to shore up the pitching staff. They did go out and do all these things. They did go out and get players, you know, hitters, and none of those guys are coming through. None of them. Galsman sucks. Barrios sucks. Springer, you suck. It's like Jays, they are sucking. Um, I could see the Orioles passing them in the standings and the Jays kind of looking like the Padres did last year, just looking for answers, you know, because it's amazing to me that you would want Kevin Gausman back in the American League after we saw how miserable he was in the American League for most of his career. And then he goes to the National League where he's super effective in San Francisco. And... Um, Maybe they should trade Gasman for we're done to the Giants. Maybe that would that would be the probably the answer for them. But you have to think that with the trade deadline coming, Chris, who do you think gets traded to who? I think Jose Quintana goes to the Yankees, and I think. Uh, and who they who do the Pirates get back? Half the farm system. It's Quintana. Gonna... The going rate for Quintana is Eloy Jimenez and Dylan Cease. I think they'll. I think they'll give up. Uh, I think they'll, yeah, they'll give up a couple prospects. But you know, I honestly see Luis Castillo ending up in Toronto. I think they go out for another starter, try to fill in the void left by Ryu, and I think they try to go out and get a couple of bullpen arms, but nothing substantial. Ryan, any trades that you see on the horizon here? No, I was thinking Luis Castillo for uh, my team, the Phillies. Here, uh, I think the Phillies are definitely <laughs> move, but. We'll see what happens. I, I, I think they need, really need bullpen help, and they can use another starting pitcher. Rod, you see any trades out there? Yeah, just like Chris said, the Jays need a starter. They need they need somebody. They need some pitching help, and uh, I think they go get it. Uh, we, 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 we know that uh, they, they don't mind spending the money, so uh, I think the Jays are going to spend before the dread line, and they're going to pick up some pitching arm. They need some pitching help, and that's their problem. They, you can't you can't bash and 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 win games by scoring twenty every game, and and you can see it that their uh, their bats are good, but they, you, you, it struggles when you 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 come back and you battle back and you get a lead, and then all of a sudden your pitchers just blow it for you. It's like it, it, they 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 just they're deflated. You can see it. They're just like not like they were before. So I think that's where we see. I think Toronto makes a move. El Ninos. Any trades? Again, again, not not huge on these trade trade speculations. I'd rather react to them after they happen. But happened. But some stars: Blue Jays, Red Sox. Um, but yeah, I, I couldn't tell you who goes where. Sorry, Jovan. Any trade speculation for you? I mean, <laughs> top no, not well. I think this year there's no real front line pitching that's going to be available. So that's you know that sucks, but. A lot of teams need pitching, so you're going to get, you know, some of these um, middle-of-the-road guys being traded on, whether it's a Quintana out of the, out of um, Pittsburgh or Castillo, who has some good stuff. Um, I would say I don't know where. I just figured um, Castillo was going to go somewhere. 
not the Red Sox, though. I know he's not going there. Not with the way Hein Bloom um, runs, you know, that operation. So here's here's a couple that I'm going to throw out there for for you guys, and you know, don't shoot the messenger. Chad Cool to either the Dodgers or the Yankees. I'm going to go with. Um, I'm going to also go with um, Savale to the Yankees. Um, I think that he's a good fit there. He's the type of guy that they generally go after. Um, if the if the Guardians will even trade him there, if not, he goes to the Dodgers. But I think that those are guys like with high ceiling guys that generally around the trade deadline, a lot of buzz around guys like that, you know, who are kind of like they're expendable and um, they seem to have a high ceiling. And I think the Mets also have a few guys that they'll be able to deal in that if they really want to go out and get some a big bat. And I think the bat that they're going to go after is Mike Trout. And I think they're going to offer Walker, Bassett, you know, maybe a couple of these other guys. Um, I think they're going to aggressively go after Mike Trout. Just throwing it out there. I think that they're a team that could ser- they're a team that could seriously pay him, and they're a team that where he seriously fits. So, and they could offer up what it would take to get a guy like that. Well, I, I just, it's hard for me to see uh, Trout going anywhere. I don't know. Well, I think he's a 30, angel for the- 35 million a year plus for, um, for um, a 38 and 47 record. It's, it's very, very tough to justify that, you know. And if you can get a guy that can bring you in, you know, four pitchers, you know, six or seven minor leaguers, you know, that the Mets have the team to win today, right? DeGrom and Scherzer going at it in the one-two, you know, in a, in a four-game series. You throw Mike Trout with Lindor, you know, all of a sudden it's like, wow, you know, you got a team that can compete with the Yankees and the Astros, you know? Yeah, I mean, you throw, out, you throw out DeGrom there against Verlander. I mean, what kind of game one is that going to be, you know? That's going to be off the chain. That would be one of the best pitching matchups, you know, to start a World Series in history. You throw Mike Trout, uh, anyone's, any player is going to want to be part of that. I don't know. I'm throwing it out there. It's a reach. I know that, you know, but I think that it's, it's definitely in the mix this year. You know, I don't see Otani being tradable, but I see Mike Trout definitely being tradable. Also, uh, Syndergaard on uh, the Angels, I think he's tradable too. I, I don't know if anyone somewhere. wants them. But nobody wants them, right? That's I don't think he's got the high ceiling that some of these other guys have. Nope. The trade value isn't there after this season, that's for sure. Nope. But someone could pick him up cheap. How about the second baseman on the uh, Mariners? What's his name again? Crawford? He's pretty Crawford. short stop. Shorts up. I, I think he's he's a guy that I would go after if I was. I don't know if he's tradable, but I think uh, he's a guy I would go after for sure. Anyways, always fun to speculate. You could always start the rumor, and of course, I think Quintana is, a, is the gimme. You know, the bunch. It's just a matter of where. Uh, Castillo, Montas also, but yeah, there's a few. Um, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, Montas also. Montas to the Twins. Montas somewhere out of Oakland would be good for him now. 
Yeah, definitely. And I would yeah. I would say Caprillion too. Pitch well oh, Brian, enough. Brian Reynolds and anyone? Blackburn. Blackburn. Let's just start some trade rumors, like we know something. Montage to the White Sox doesn't make sense. I think it's gonna be Mike Trout. The shocker. <laughs> to the Mets. It actually I'd almost makes shocked. sense, I'd right? That's the way you think about it. It almost, I mean, it almost makes sense, right? I'm sure they could get a whole bunch for him, but I don't know if they do it, though. It's just, I don't know. I, I think if you're offered enough, yeah. You're, you're willing to fire Joe Madden. You're willing to pretty much do anything, you know, at that point. But, you, got, you know, not really afraid of anything. Anyways, Chris Ruffalo, what's your parlay today? My parlay is going to be the under eight and a half Tigers White Sox, the uh, the New York Yankees on the money line, and the Pittsburgh Pirates plus one and a half. Brian, Baltimore Orioles on the money line, Detroit Tigers plus one and a half, and the Phillies Cardinals over eight and a half. Rod, never am going to take the over in the Tigers White Sox game. Take the Mets on the money line, Padres on the money line, Mariners on the money line. Parlay those four up. Fourteen are today. Al Ninos. Uh, Guardians, Mets, and if you really want to throw the Astros in there, go ahead. Jovan. Tigers. Rays. Dodgers. Alternate run line two and a half. I'm going to go with the uh, Yankees. Throw in the... Uh, the Astros minus three and a half, and uh, I'll take the Milwaukee Brewers minus two and a half. Why not? And the over in the Mets Marlins. Anyways, thanks everyone for joining us. Make it a winning day. We appreciate each and every one of you. Next Saturday, um, well, we'll actually be back tomorrow. <laughs> so, wow. You know, it is hosting the drive through yesterday threw me off. not as easy as it looks not as easy as it looks anyways thanks everyone for joining us make it a winning day we appreciate each and every one of you